You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the show that goes around the horn with your Minnesota Twins, with insight from the decision makers in the dugout and in the front office. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our Sunday show. It's called Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. I'm Corey Provis with you today from Historic Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Fourth and final game coming up. Twins and the Yankees. Twins seek a series win inside the stadium for the first time since 2014. And to break everything down, a lot to discuss here on the show today. We're always glad to be joined by Twins bench coach Jace Tingler. Thanks for stopping by the booth, Jace. Thanks for having me this morning. Always great to visit with you. And if I can't, I don't want to spend the whole show on yesterday, but I think we, we should start there. Can you just give me your take and from your perspective about what took place on the field in the fourth inning yesterday we probably have the same perspective you have and and maybe the fans are watching you know for the most part so the checks happen pretty randomly usually after an inning so uh but every now and then they'll do it before the inning starts so we were getting ready to uh you know hit and our our guys are coming in you know we're trying to have some at bats and then obviously we saw you know the hold up which is what you saw as well and and the next thing you know, you know, we look up. It felt like, I don't know, two or three minutes of just conversation. And so now everybody's just kind of glued in. And, and all of a sudden you look up, and I think it was seven Yankees surrounding the umpires. And, you know, the next thing you know, he walks out, starts pitching. And, you know, Rocco obviously got ejected at that point. So, you know, it happens pretty quickly. And, and, and that was just kind of our perspective of what happened there. In the aftermath, after hearing what James Hoy said to uh, to a pool reporter, Joel Sherman, after the game, hearing what Rocco said, what Aaron Boone said. H- has your opinion changed on anything with how it, it was handled, how it went down, based on what transpired postgame? I've got a lot of opinions on it. I don't know if it you know does any, any good. I mean, the bottom line, uh, he was told to remove things off his hand. They weren't removed, nor did he wash his hands. He went to the mound, and our manager got ejected. That's what happened. Uh, that was kind of, you know, our perspective. So, you know, the reality is, hey, you, you have to trust, you know, I guess what you're being told. They said it's rosin, so you can't get ejected for rosin. And, you know, we, we have to move on. I think the bottom line is uh, we've got our guy on the mound today. They've got theirs and Garrett Cole. And, uh, you know, we're looking to win a series, so it should be a fun game today. All right, last point, then I want to get to the game today and just the season so far. At any point, did, did you guys as a staff think about protesting the game, just considering what, what happened? So with the rules now, you cannot protest a game anymore. Oh. So that is uh, relatively new, um, but you cannot protest a game anymore. All right, that's good to know. All right, so we uh, let off the show by, I think, talking about topic number one. But now we are on to today, Twins and the Yankees. Great pitching matchup. I'll get to that momentarily, but 15 games in now. Yesterday was the first time that a twin starter did not go at least five innings. But overall, the ERA, Jace, leads the American League. Most strikeouts in the American League. Fewest walks in the American League. 
Why has the pitching staff collectively performed as well as they have? Well, they're A, they've got really good stuff, but they're filling up the zone. They're on the attack. They're getting in advantage counts for the pitchers, and then they're able to put guys away. It helps we're playing good defense. And I'll say this. I think – I don't know this to be true, but if Molly fields his ground ball the other day where or, or yesterday, he's out of that inning – and I'm guessing he makes it through five instead of having to get four outs that inning, and then he gives up the the, the two-run homer. So I do think defense is part of that as well. Uh, but but our guys have been really good. They've they they're they're pounding the zone. They're getting ahead and they're putting uh, guys away. They're getting some soft contact when guys are putting the ball in play. And then defensively, I think we've done a, a fairly good job early in the year, the first 15 games of, of, of playing good team defense. You're out there just about every day. Speaking of infield defense, you've got that fungal bat in hand, hitting pretty good ground balls to these guys on the field before the game. You can't shift anymore. You can shade. So in your preparation, how does that how has that changed things where you pl- are placing guys legally but in, but in today's game? We feel that we, we knew these rules were coming with the no shifting. We felt, uh, you know, all throughout the offseason, our, our analytics team and, and our information team working with the coaches, uh, we talked about some strategies and what's the best thing to do. We've used our six weeks in spring training. I, th- I think the main thing is we feel really prepared. It looks like you're in the right spots when your pitchers are pitching really well and they're getting weak contact and balls aren't finding the hole. Uh, we know there's going to be you know, times where some balls are sneaking through. We've just got to continue to collect our outs, make our routine plays, be really good decision makers when we're out there, and so far we've done that. How proud of you, are you of the work, all the work that Jose Miranda put in defensively, and he couldn't do much in spring training at third base with his shoulder, and then the last week or so was cleared to go back out there. He had, he had, I think, the one error on a ground ball, but the throws, the throws he's making, the play with Bobby Witt early in the season here in foul ground. I mean, the arm strength, the improvement from, from Miranda is is significant, isn't it? Yeah, we went through spring training, and he had the shoulder issue, and, and quite frankly, he didn't get a lot of time at third. He didn't get a lot of time at third where he was able to make throws. He was getting his ground balls. He was getting his work, um, but he wasn't able to make throws. And so how quickly he has you know used that – uh, last week of spring training of playing some third and then taking that into the the, the beginning of the year. He's done a great job uh, through the first 15 games, and, you know, he's played almost every game so far. And he's been a third every day at the same time without Joey Gallo. Donovan Solano, a guy the Twins signed mainly for his numbers in his left-handed pitching, but he's been forced to play first base every day. He's got a 10-game hitting streak, and where's he at defensively at first base getting all these reps right now? He's doing a great job, and, and uh, I – I've seen a lot of Solano over the years, the last couple uh, in the in the Giants years. So I've personally known what he's capable of doing with the bat. Uh, but his versatility, uh, being able to play different positions. But, you know, with Gallo out right now, he's kind of anchored in at first. He's given us professional at-bats all throughout. And I think it's, you know, not just Solano. I think, I think it's credit to Rocco in the front office and the guys we've acquired from Solano to Farmer to Taylor to Vasquez to Gallo on the position player side. It's a really good professional group. They show up, they study, they prepare, they compete. They've done a great job of blending in uh, with the team here. And so I think all those additions have been just uh, triple-plus uh, players and people.
In the case of Eddie Julian, how how hands-on are you for a young guy that's only been up here for a few days? Do you, are you hands-on right away, or do you let him kind of settle in before you really start to tweak some things with the defensive side of his game? Sure. I, th- I think the main thing is we spent a lot of time in spring training and then using Tucker and Smars and the guys that are on the, the, the AAA staff there. Um, we've seen Julian's infield routine and what he does so now tony diaz takes that what he's been doing in triple a and double a and all throughout and what we've been doing in spring training and it's the same thing that we're doing up here it's just now there's three decks to the stadium and so the main thing is we want julian to be comfortable we want him to blend in we want him just to 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 be himself and we're doing all the same things right now and for the first couple games it looks good look good we're going to continue to take that approach if we need to add or subtract something along the way we will. Uh, good insight here to begin our Sunday show. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Killiber Root Beer with Twins bench coach Jace Tingler. We'll take a break, come back. We'll talk about instant replay. We'll talk about challenges. Uh, that has been tweaked here with the time clock and all that and more. We'll come back, continue our conversation with Jace next on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins brought to you by Killiber Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Twins bench coach Jace Tingler. Twins and the Yankees, fourth and final game coming up at just after 12.30 Central Time. Are you keeping track where, in terms of challenging plays in today's game, are you challenging less because of how quickly the game is moving right now? I don't know if it's that we're challenging less because of the, the, the pace of everything. Maybe that does have something to do with it. Um the umpires on the field have gotten a lot of calls right so far. There have been some close ones. Um, but, you know, as we, we go back and review, um, they've kind of nailed it. I think there's been we, – we've had one call where we challenged and overturned, and that was in game one this series uh, when Julian beat the throw to second. Uh, but that's really been the only thing. Uh, we've had a couple that we've challenged later in the game. We had an idea that the call was probably going to stand – they're bang, bang, and, and you really have to see some hard evidence to overturn. But we thought they were good challenges at that moment of the game. So overall, early on, I think we just haven't had a lot of controversy with any maybe missed calls. I think these things come in runs, though. You'll see it. Um, you know, you'll know, you get three or four challenges in three or four days in a row. So uh, you just constantly you know keep looking for it. You know what's harder to challenge now? Because the, the new protocol is that immediately – the manager has to indicate to the umpire, we want to take a look, and then the umpire is going to start the 15-second clock. So it does go fast in that regard. But the play that we haven't seen challenged, and I'm glad, is is a stolen base, is a runner at second base. He's clearly in there. Does a body part maybe come off the bag just based on his movement into the base, and the, and the defender keeps the glove down, the tag down? Yes, if you break it down frame by frame, you will find that one image where, yes, that runner was no longer engaged with the bag and the glove was down. We're not seeing that play challenged anymore because you don't have time to, right? Well, we, we do have time to you still. You still do, okay. Yes. I don't know if the bigger bag has helped guys stay on. and I, I totally agree with you. I don't think anyone really understood or intended for that to be a play until replay came in, right. and then all of a sudden you see small spaces of maybe a tags applied, yet the hand's in there and – and then the hand comes off the bag, and for a slight, slight moment, there's separation of the bag. And I don't think anyone 
that really wasn't supposed to be, you know, probably the the letter of the rule, but that's come up. So now how the game's changed is you're instead of doing sweep and swipe tags, you know, you're having guys hold the tag on in case somebody's foot hits the bag, gets disconnected from the bag for a slight moment. And so in a little bit, that's how it's changed. Joey Casey is uh, brand new to the twin staff. He is handling all of the uh, the video replay when the twins do challenge. You are on the phone with him. What do you need to hear from him? Is it as simple as challenge, no challenge, or is it ever gray like, hey, I'm, I'm not sure, Jace, it's up to you guys? Yeah, we go with challenge or, or just no. So basically just a yes or no system, and then I relay that to, to Rocco. And in some of these stadiums, it's really loud. So I just give Rocco thumb up, thumb down, and, and uh, then we can move on. But with that 15 seconds, it does. It feels quick. I'm constantly – because he's in there watching, and he doesn't know the time. So I'm looking at the clock. I'm telling him we've got seven seconds. We've got five. Wind it down until ultimately we have to make a decision. To your last question, yeah, we will get later in games. And he goes, you know, it's. It, I think it's a good time to challenge. I'm not sure if it's going to get overturned or whatever. So in a very – brief 15 seconds we try to go through those scenarios that one makes sense because you get to the eighth inning even if you don't have a challenge you can ask the the, the crew chief to take a look at any at any reviewable play there's no harm right and in, in that in that situation that's right that's right so even if you're if you lost your challenge early in the game you get to the eighth and, and ninth inning and then you know it's it's back to basically having a challenge system friday's game was so exciting twins rally for a great win and after the game Rocco was talking about how quickly things were moving down a run all of a sudden up a run pitching defensive changes your role is significant when all that is going on I mean what what is your role and what are you saying to Rocco just to make sure you got all the right pieces in play I mean I'm trying to work one and two innings ahead of the game so Rocco can stay as present um pitch-to-pitch, inning-to-inning as he can. I'm trying to work through a couple different scenarios that could possibly come up. And then uh, when they come up, I like to give Rocco two or three scenarios or, um, you know, maybe options. And, and hey, this is the one I strongly recommend, but I, I try to give him two or three options in some of the decisions that have to be made at a really quick time. And is that based on your own managerial experience that you had not too long ago? Yeah, it's based on a lot of things. It's based on uh, certainly um, having the perspective of, of managing. Uh, I also have the luxury of, of being back there. Um, I can communicate with our pitching coach. I can communicate with our hitting coach. I can talk to Tommy. I can talk to Hank. Um, I can talk to Tony Diaz. Hey, what do you think our best infield uh, uh, defensive lineup with these four or five players are? Uh, and then I can go to Rocco with certain recommendations. I'm glad you brought up the coaches. The Twins have added another hitting coach to their staff this season in Derek Shulman. So with David Popkins, Rudy Hernandez, and Derek Shulman, how do they divvy up their responsibilities on game day? Yeah, I want to throw one more in there too, Danny David, who okay. does the uh, – so so Danny David's going to be in charge of uh, today we play uh, Garrett Cole, and he's going to have all the video and all the scouting reports and what we're looking like to attack. And then, you know, between Pop and Shulman and Rudy – they all kind of divide and conquer. So uh, we'll have two or three cages going at a time. They do a great job of communicating one another. They're on the same page. You know, Larnick may be, you know, with Popkins, you know, today. And Rudy may have another player and Showman and et cetera. And they do just a great job of working together, communicating, and kind of talking about game plans for the day.
do certain hitters work with the same coaches every day or like, like you said Larnick may be with pop one day and then rudy another day do they divvy them up or are there certain guys that that always work with the same coach you know when we're on the road your setup's a little bit different than you are at home at home it's a little bit easier so a lot of times they will work with other guys uh but it's almost kind of like just a a, a chain system when we're at home so you may start with rudy doing your tee and front toss and getting warmed up and then you'll go to showman and maybe get uh, the slider machine the sliders you're going to see and popkins may be behind there kind of watching both so it, it just changes a little bit but in general the main thing is those guys communicate they work extremely extremely well with one another all right we'll take our last break come back and wrap up our sunday show and get into this awesome pitching matchup today here at yankee stadium pablo lopez garrett cole twins and the yankees one more time inside twins with jace tingler wraps up next on your home for twins baseball this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Back for our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Back with Jace Tingler, Corey Provis from Yankee Stadium, Garrett Cole, Pablo Lopez, fourth and final game of this series. Outstanding, outstanding pitching matchup, Jace, on paper here today. I don't think it gets much better. You know, Garrett Cole has been uh, one of the best, if not the best pitchers uh, over the last couple of years, and he's going to bring a lot of power to the game. He's going to bring some good velocity on the fastball. He's going to throw slider, curveball, and really mix it up. And then uh, the way Pablo's been pitching, we're we're excited. I think, you know, as a group, we feel we can beat anybody when uh, he's on the mound and he has his A game going, so it should be a fun day. With, With Cole, how often do you think about or even go back to the video of the game at Target Field last year when it went home run, home run, home run? to begin that game at Target Field that night? No, that was definitely um, a, a good start to the game. But, you know, guys have good games. They have bad games. I don't think it, you know, means one anything one way or the other. I think uh, as long as we're prepared today, we need to go out have good at-bats. Uh, we need to be good decision makers. We've got to keep him in the zone. Um, he's going to elevate the heater. We've got to get above it. Uh, he's going to throw a lot of sliders that look like strikes until the very last second. So I think our decision making is incredibly important. With Pablo, I was I was digging into some numbers today, and I think this pretty much helps summarize why he's been so good: high chase, high <laughs> whiff, and low barrel. I mean, if you if you're nailing those three things, you you must be doing very very good. It, it, those are great stats. I mean, the bottom line, he, he can throw the ball in zone, get swing and miss. He can start it in zone, and it ends up out of zone. Um, and then, uh, you know, when they are putting it in play, it's weak contact. So it's a really good formula. He is incredibly prepared. He's incredibly sharp. He can locate. He can beat you a lot of different ways. 
Uh, he's continuing to add new pitches, new arsenal to his repertoire. Um, and I think his best uh, pitching is ahead of him uh, just because of the growth mindset that he has. And the sweeper was, was, was a hot topic for him, and we've seen that effective. But in his last start, it was the changeup. It was the changeup that, that came back, which has been his bread that's and butter always been pitch. The bread right? and butter, that's, right? that's been right there. But he was throwing that not just to lefties, but to righties for strikes. Yeah, that that is what he's always been known as, that, that bread and butter. And so uh, maybe when guys start getting their mind on the sweeper, then you can you know go back and forth. And I think that's the chess match in it. And so uh, maybe he's reading swings out there. He's reading um, – the hitter's approach, and so he has you know different uh, tools to go to in those situations. I have about 60 seconds left. How much credit should Christian Vasquez be receiving for the way that this staff is throwing? I think quite a bit. Um, you know, with that being said, I also do want to acknowledge. I think Ryan Jeffers has done an outstanding job as well. Uh, but you know, when, when you bring somebody in like Christian Vasquez, who's won two World Series and he's so well respected around the league, and you would watch him over the years from the other side of the dugout, and you'd be in awe of just the winning attributes he has. It's been just an absolute pleasure to watch him work, watch him work with other pitchers, to pick his brain, for him to speak up in, in meetings. Um, it's been a pleasure um, early on this part of the season. All right, lastly, quickly, you have a free Sunday night in New York City, Manhattan. What is Jace Tingler doing tonight? I'm not going to be doing much. I know some of the coaches are going to a Broadway show. Nice. Um, my son, I believe, if they – he's in a baseball tournament. So depending on how they do, I'm probably going to be watching the Game Changer app on my iPad and watching some 11 and under baseball. There That's you my go. plan. That's a good dad. Hey, Jace, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the time. Thanks for having me today. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Chris's pregame show is next on your home for Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.